This is Capello Talks, the podcast. Listen to our expert panel talking all things coaching with the glitterati of the soccer world. In this episode, Capello Director of Coaching Dave Clark talks to our head coach of the women's game, Abby Sadler, about preparing for a new season as we tie up the loose ends of a stop-start year. Hi, Abby. It's really great to have you here today. Um, what I'm going to do with Abby today is just chat to her. As, as the season's come to a close, um, Abby, I just want to talk to you about some of the things that we're looking forward to next season, some of the things we do in the off-season, and also basically what, what, what you've been up to at the, the end of this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been coaching uh, like girls, uh, 8, 9, 10-year-olds, um, and, and I'm beginning to try and get them to look at tactics, especially the older ones, say 10, 11-year-olds. Um, what I'm, what, what, and what I've been working on the last couple of weeks is we've been doing a, a session, like, like a netball session, but I've, I've been splitting the pitch up into three, so they're, they're in channels, so yeah. I'll put two in this channel, <coughs> which, which, which the girls really, really don't like. And the one thing they hate the most is the fact that it's netball. Yeah. And, and you know, they'll say to me, Dave, what, you know, this is netball, we've come to play football. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, well, I'm trying to sort out tactics for you, yeah. where you play, what you would do when the ball's in channel one, instead of the other two channels. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you work on tactics with your players? Yeah, I think if these, those younger age groups, I always find that the, the channels or the zones, vertically, horizontally, are, are the way forward. Mm. But it's how you frame it, isn't it, to the players, especially young players who maybe think they're gonna come and play a match and now they're stuck in some kind of zones. But I also find using the hands and playing handball is a yeah. great way, just for spatial awareness and recognizing where to go because as soon as you then put the ball on the floor they come back together especially with those who are kind of beginning to understand the game regardless of age groups my niece's 13 has just joined a play a football team now and even for her at that age to play it probably would do a good to play with the ball in the hands to understand the pitch so i don't think it's an age thing i think it's probably an experience and ability thing but um with the hands as well i think you can just build it up if they play mm. with the feet first and then you put the ball in the hands, mm. then they suddenly spread out and you can almost say, well look, you've had the ball at your feet, now you've got the ball in your hands, why are you mm. spreading out so much? Probably technically because they can throw it further than maybe they can kick it and get it more accurate, but I think you can just get the principles around creating space and yeah. um, the awareness of space and awareness of teammates, but I think that they can vary it, they can bounce it, they could have it in their hands and kick it out of their hands yeah, to okay. a teammate, they can like when it gets thrown to them they can control it with a part of the body and catch it so I think you can like really start to mm. layer up the kind of typical handball game as well to yeah. get them to maybe buy into it a little bit more yeah that's good and also it, um, it, it they, they do when, when you make them stop and hold the ball then it does give them mm-hmm. time to look around and see where, yeah. where the players are and who's the furthest away who's got a good chance of mm-hmm. scoring so um, I, I think that, that that works really well, well like that um, I've not actually. I've done. I've done some work with the, my under tens with boys uh, like that, and they respond quite well to it. I think sometimes with the girls, it's like they don't want to. This is netball, whereas with the boys, it's something basketball or or whatever. So they, um, they, they, like I say, respond quite well to yeah. that. Um, but that kind of takes us into the fact that uh, the season. You know, we we played our last match at the weekend, and and, and so the season's uh, tailored off, but. I, I assume you'll be developing stuff as, mm-hmm. over the next um, next couple of months into August. I mean, I'm going, my under 10s will be going to under 11, so they're doing 7v7 to 9v9, so it's quite yeah. a big step for them. Yeah. 
No, I'm, so I'm working with a lot of coaches at the moment mm. in kind of the day job who are going from 5v5 to 7v7 or a lot of coaches maybe going from 9 to 9 to 11v11. Yeah. And it is a big, tr- one for the coaches understand, but two for the players. Some are going to offsides, never played offsides before. And I think especially for boys, I think boys find the transition maybe a little bit easier from experience either watching or, or watching coaches work with players or coaching myself because they play things like FIFA mm. and they play f- football c- computer games where they watch football a lot more. So they understand yeah. offsides. They understand different formations, a uh, cam or a, attacking, uh, a defensive midfielder and all of those kind of terminology which relates to the 11v11 mm. game. Whereas I think with females, it's a little bit trickier. They don't watch as much football on the whole mm. and they probably don't play the typical football games. So I think that um, for them, it's just how do we develop it? And I think for me it's back to your points around having zones yeah. having the appropriate sizes making sure in training sessions that you include offsides making sure that you introduce some kind of positions and formations so they start to mm. understand the the terminology as well um but for me just keeping it simple so yeah the principles whether you're playing 5v5 or 11v11 are the same make the pitch big yeah. try and create space yeah be comfortable when you get on the ball but it's just the like you said, it's that tactic side, isn't it? And then yeah, especially it works with, with you know with offsides. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a really big thing for them to understand because uh, you know on on Saturday I was looking at the three of our, our the goals at seven v seven, which at nine v nine will be offside mm-hmm. next season. Yeah. So getting them to you know we we do uh, little games four v four plus three where you know they have to play a through ball in, in, into a certain area when they, one of them can go and run mm-hmm. onto it and, and shoot. Um, so it's little little ideas like that that, that yeah. bring the tactics out that help them to mm-hmm. uh, help them to develop into that. But but I mean like you, you, you know the big point that you made there is it it all comes from the eleven v eleven yeah. game. So everything we work on is is building up to that game because that's the, mm-hmm. the bigger picture that we look at. Um, how will your how will your uh, close season then? Will you will you have kids coming in throughout the off season or will you or will you? have a big break then. yeah well for the the team I was with last season half of the team are moving on because they're too old now so they're mm. going into senior football or right. some have got scholarships at different universities um, so I've got a call which will stay and some will, some new players will come in and some older players will, will come up to join um, so um, it will kind of be starting again but on some kind of foundations with players mm. and we might get one or two added as the season goes on yeah. but I will be working with coaches who will be starting brand new teams who will have an influx of players throughout the season um, so from a coach development with coaches it's a mixture for me as a coach myself mm. it's we'll probably start in the next couple of weeks will be kind of the first session yeah. and from there it's I've got my core team and that probably won't change too much in and out a little bit until September but then yeah fixtures yeah. come in yeah they do and we've got um, I've got so three of my players I've developed through, uh, I've developed since they were seven uh, and three of them have gone under 11 they will go into uh, an, a, a group that are going to start playing on a, on a on a Sunday as opposed to Saturdays so so they'll play at a diff- in, a, in a different league mm-hmm. so they we really push them on so I get an influx of players now to, a new lot of players to develop um, so that always brings challenges doesn't it Definitely. because because when you've worked with players for so long and they just know exactly how you want to mm-hmm. play and suddenly you get three or four players in a team of nine you've got half the team or, yeah. or brand new 
Um, so do you work with them? Do you have to work with players, that new players that come in? Yeah, I think so. I think just giving them... So in the past, we've had some... In the teams, I work with some real clear if you like principles but some common language as well so when they come in we've got some like visuals it might be a a pitch Uh, so I've had like I've designed a football pitch and then on one side it's make the pitch compact so it's got that in the middle it's Mm. we want to have at least three players getting into the other box making the box we want to try and show players outside so it's a visual and it's just got these keywords on it and it's stuck up maybe in a change room on the back of a whiteboard laminated so when players come in they can just kind of look at that and obviously I'm working with older players so they can maybe process it a little bit easier than younger players but still think even with younger players I'm some real clear words which they can look at so then when I come to coach they can go oh yeah I remember that from that yeah but also utilizing the players which you've already got on the team who you maybe did yeah. have last season to develop their skills in can you speak to such yeah. and such and help them understand this bit or well, they're playing a similar position to what you played last season can you give them a few yeah, yeah, kind of pointers and all what do you expect on match day can you let such and such know what because sometimes it's not the stuff on pitch it's all the other stuff what comes mm. with it what happens on a match day what happens when I turn up to training all of those mm. bits where maybe players feel nervous about coming mm. especially females like stopping themselves from thinking yeah. I've got to turn up to a new team new players it's a little bit daunting and scary yeah, for them. So how do we make it? How do we make it easier? Sometimes a little, and I think through lockdown, we've done loads of stuff online and videos. Right. A little video message to say, "I'm your coach. Mm. This is what you can expect when you come to training." They can put a face to a name to a voice, yeah. and it's a little one which is sent out to the parents with the players to look at, makes them feel comfortable coming into new teams. Yeah, I think that's really good. Actually, a really good idea because um, I know certainly with the girls, uh, a lot of the girls that in our uh, development centre won't have played in a team uh, and they, they continually ask me when's mm-hmm. the team when's the team and now that they're up they are going to be in a team they're suddenly okay what do we do who's yeah. in the team with me where am I going to play and um, so that so all those uh, things come in especially with, with especially with uh, new players that yeah. turn up because they've got to get to know each mm-hmm. other and play with each other but also you know I, I, ha- I have that with the boys as well I mean they are you know they're, they're really good they come in and and when they're new, it really helps to you mm-hmm. know just get them all sat together and let them all chat and mm. talk. Um, but but as 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 you work your way through that, then um, and the team becomes the tactics become more important, mm-hmm. and your teams play matches. That's when you begin to develop their roles in the team, where they're going to play. Mm-hmm. Um, do you find do you find that I mean because with the girls that you coach, because you coach uh, an older group. So mm-hmm. you, do you find that they understand those tactics a lot better the older they are or do they or, or will it be something that, that that they pick up yeah I think that it depends what their journey's been like to get to where they're at now so some of them have had um, great coaches great mm. environment where they've been used to some of the technical and tactical knowledge put on them some may have come from different environments where been complete volunteer and it's just turn up have fun and play but they've Mm. got some kind of raw talent which has allowed them to get to where they've got to I think as a whole in the female game we'd like the knowledge to be a little bit further ahead than what it is compared to maybe if you've got a 16 or 17 year old boy coming into your setup Mm. probably the knowledge of the game would be a lot more than the knowledge of the 16 17 year old girls I come across however they do come with that Mm. kind of understanding and we're lucky enough to get our games recorded when we play so the girls Indeed, have got something yeah. to look back at so I think for their own understanding watching the games back mm. 
and being able to pick out moments yeah. um, and just encouraging them to watch more football. But yeah, certainly as it goes on through the season, it's something we try, but also try different formations so they experience different challenges. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I, I think that that point that you make about watching uh, watching the game mm-hmm. is is quite important because you can say to them, you know, you watch the centre forward you're playing there, or watch the right back. What does he do when the balls when the left back's got the mm-hmm. ball, the, you know, the right back's not running? Everyone seems to want to all all my under tens especially they all want to run the whole yeah. time, and I'll say to them, if you watch. You know, most of the players are not running. Mm-hmm. You know, even even on a counter attack, they'll get you know three, four, five of them running. But a lot yeah. of the defenders will just be walking up into to the positions because you know we don't uh, we don't run the whole time in in the game. Mm-hmm. And but one of the, th- the the other things I also think is that you I I pull out sessions from that I've known for years. And at the moment we do a lot of uh, you know four v ones boxes. You know, six v four plus two magic men. Um, so there's lots and lots of that kind of play, but one of the sessions I always use tactically, um, I, I don't know, do you remember Tony Carr, who was the uh, West, Ham, yeah. West Ham Academy mm-hmm. uh, director, and he, he's brought through a lot of players like Rio Ferdinand and everyone, yeah. and he, he did something called um, third man running, mm-hmm. which is basically, so, you, have the, so you, you start, you have your three, say it's your three front players, and then the, the one in the middle pass it out, and then you, you pass it across, and each time you pass the ball, you run you have to run behind the person you passed it to and it's great and you move up you know and it moves them up the pitch it's a really clever way to get players to interact yeah and then within that then you'll add a defender mm-hmm. of course so immediately the balls are playing in to each other suddenly there's a defender coming and they have to think more about it um, and, and so I, I don't know do you I mean the, 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 the way at the moment is to play you know 6v6 mm. plus 2 or, or things like that but do you have sessions that you uh, go yeah, back to yeah I think the same as you like there's there's your sessions isn't there there's ones you pick out there's the ones you know they work with any age group there's the ones you know you can tweak and build mm. upon but the more I've been coaching the more I've been trying to coach the 11v11 game I guess but it, it doesn't matter what age group it just relate it back to the problems they're going to face mm. when they come so we whether that's around trying to find space and spreading out, whether that's around how to a four four two against a four three three and the challenges, it doesn't need to be but one, keep it simple. So yeah. the players understand if you don't understand it as a coach I'll come to learn. Sometimes I sat there with my session plan, I'm like, so well, what happens when that player yeah. and I'm thinking, well if I don't understand, how are they gonna that's know? True, yeah. And also I've got to be able to explain it and especially to females like we spoke about before. I need to explain to them why and how this works yeah. and what the returns are because they want to know it. Like you back yeah. to your netball bit, they want to know yeah. why are we doing this? What does this yeah, work no, on? So, um, yeah, I think just when my practice is on, I try to think now, does it look like the problems they're going to face in the game? Um, and try and keep it in, If you, especially if you've got the luxury of having half a pitch or a whole pitch, mm. is are you setting up your practice? If you're doing your third man runs, are you doing it in the right mm. areas of that pitch rather than doing it in, over in the corner, you've got all this space. Can you do it in the middle mm. where they're going to be maybe making those runs to break those lines? Um, but yeah, and also just keeping it fun. I like to have some kind of direction, yeah. some kind of target, some kind of some kind of goals because again, it just keeps them end to end as well. Yeah, because you find that when you when you're doing an attacking session, it, it, it you often find that people are not giving the say you say you're doing six attackers with mm-hmm. three defenders. The defenders have to have say maybe some mini goals at one end yeah. at the other end of the pitch. So if they win the ball, they've got a, a, they can either play the ball out as they would be passing out the yeah. pitch to counter attack. Yeah. Mm, I was when I played, I was a defender, and there was mm. nothing worse than 
getting the ball and just having to kick it out. I used yeah. to think, what, am, what have I come training for? And I just get the ball and I just kick it away. I want to be able to attack as well, just because I'm a defender. Mm. I still want to get the ball and try and play. And you look at the, the games which are being played on TV at the moment, in both in the men's and the women's game, defenders are good players. They get on yeah, the ball are. and they step in and they can play. So we've got to allow our defenders in practice to be able to yeah. have the opportunity to do that too, don't we? Yeah, no, I think, I, I think you are right. It is a lot easier to say to someone now, you're going to play right back and, and you can pick out mm -hmm. you know, all the players that, that uh, at the moment or that, that, that we do see. Yeah. I think that's really good. So, that, that, so what will you do? So um, coaching your first session, say in August or whatever, mm -hmm. what will you, you talk about fun and you talk about you know, having all, everyone having a role to play. So what will your first session look like? I just want loads of ball, t loads of ball time, loads of contacts on the ball, loads of small-sided. Um, I want the players to be fit, mm. but I think for the first few sessions, it's just about getting loads of touch on the ball. And I feel that as coaches, we can make it high intensity. We can mm. make it hard work. We can make them cover distances, but we can do that with a ball. Yeah. doesn't mean that there can't be an element of running in it, um, but touched on the ball too. They've come to play football. They've not played for a chunk of time. And for some people, take last season into account with COVID and stopping and starting. It's come in, let yeah. them have fun. Like you've mentioned before, a time to socialise and see friends because they might not have seen them very yeah. much either. But little stations, so little stations where it's little technical sessions, but then 2v2s, 3v3s where they're working for periods of time where there is lots of running. You can make bigger pitches, smaller pitches based on kind of where they're at and then just layer it up and make it more intense as the weeks go on because we don't want to burn them out after no. session one and it, and don't get me wrong I think there can still be a bit of old school running in there depending yeah. on what age group I'm not I'm not being an advocate for under nines and tens running laps of the pitch because I think that they can just come and play yeah. just kind of, and that would be my advice to coaches coaching in youth football just let them come and play yeah. but have loads of touches on the ball doesn't need to maybe be all your tactical stuff I won't be doing tactical stuff for the first few weeks that's for sure yeah. it'd be technical fun touch of the ball will kind of be my three or four yeah. bits yeah yeah because it, it basically gives you an understanding of what mm -hmm. they've been doing whether yeah. they've been sat inside yeah. for the whole summer or whether they've been out uh, playing and, and, and also they grow they, they have growth spurts, don't they? Because exactly. some kids mm -hmm. come back after the summer break and suddenly their football boots are huge. And, so true. And they're tripping over their mm -hmm. own feet. So um, so that's good. Well, look, Abby, you know, it'd be great. I'm, I'm looking forward to coming on, along and watching one of your Me sessions. Me too, I'm looking forward to you too. At the beginning of the season. <laughs> um, so that's great. And thanks very much for being on here today. No, and, no um, problem. Yeah. Good luck with the season. Yeah, and you. for listening. Be sure to subscribe for further podcasts and check out capello.com to see how we can help you take your coaching to the next level.